0: Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart, I'm the head coach here at Jets Australia and to my left is the fan favourite. It is Jacob Kellell. Good
1: morning everyone. Something you should know is there's only 19 sleeps until we get a visit from Santa Claus. Another thing you should know is to follow the podcast, subscribe and to have a good day.
0: How are you this morning Bart? I'm feeling good as always mate. Even better knowing that Santa clause is on his way if you're new to the show great to have you here if you're old to the show also great to have you here the way we roll is we've got a bit of a preamble we talk things pop culture we talk things fitness all those fitness related and then we dive into some questions the questions today are all about leg training can training my legs help build my upper body Uh, what's the best macro split for overall performance are abs really made in the kitchen we'll get into the down and dirty of that And bench dips. Should I be doing bench dips or conventional dips? What is your opinion? We'll get to those later in the show, but for now, let's start the episode. Now, do you remember when you were a kid and 19 sleeps felt like Forever for Santa to come.
1: I, th- I feel like the one sleep before
0: Christmas felt like the most amount of time it was so long. Do you have Do you have any childhood memories of Christmas Day or leading up to Christmas Day that you can remember? I like, do you remember waking up to a certain present one year or, or one year that was really in particular festive or, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I always remember the time I. Well, I have a really long hallway at mm-hmm. my parents' house, and I I ran laps of the house while the simpsons christmas episodes yes. are playing to tie myself out so that i would be able to
0: go to sleep and then wake up the next day that's classic and like it reminds me of that simpsons episode where bart drinks 10 glasses of water so he can wake up really early to check the presents that's great you learn a lot from bart simpson i remember one year in particular i um i got up early to take a peek so i was a bit naughty to see what santa brought mm-hmm. and all i saw was a big mattress-sized box wrapped up which said Bart on the front of it and I thought oh no Santa's got me a mattress for Christmas and I was depressed for like the next three or four hours until mum goes no you should unwrap it it's not a mattress and I unwrapped it and was a basketball hoop and so we put it out in the back box you didn't you didn't
1: understand the concepts of things
0: being in a box at that age no I was I was definitely (laughs) deceived now it's this time of year when we get our Spotify-wrapped feedback. So for a lot of people out there, myself included, who listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of music, it's a really good reflection on just how much time you've either wasted or invested into mm. audio content. And so two things here. I've got my wrapped up. I want to share something with you. I listen to 54,000 minutes of podcasts. That's that's quite a big bit. <laughs> Dude, it's, so, it's, it's over a month of continuous listening
1: wow i reckon i would even be close to your numbers but i i have mine on i only watch mine generally on youtube some mm-hmm. spotify ones but mainly youtube so i don't get the statistics which
0: i'm kind of thankful for that is like it's skewed data and so i was a bit taken aback but also a little bit proud and my most listened to band a lot of people don't know this about me but i really enjoy like a metal core like really heavy metal music and uh, my favorite band apparently over the year was we came as romans and yes. they're, about, they're about to a new album, But the best thing was, is that I was in their top 3% of listeners worldwide. And then they've got a nice video of we came as Roman saying, hey, thank you for listening to us so much. Here's to a big 2024. Yeah, I like that edition this year. And I'm not, I'm not a fanboy, usually. But yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm I'm not going to stop listening did, now. Did you think it was
1: specifically for you and you were the only person yeah, yeah, that got that? just
0: me. But thank you for listening you. for 14 hours. <laughs> you yeah, mine it.
1: was uh, Drake for the probably eighth year in a row. Far out.
0: Going that's that's yep. great and another thing because we we shoot our podcast out on spotify for podcasters we get a wrapped up version of um of our data as well and we were blown away with the numbers that we've had in the last year so for those who've been listening for a long time thank you so much for those that are very new thank you so much we um to be honest we sort of just threw this show out there knowing that it would be a bit of an value value add for the jets members but it's yeah. become so much more than that so, um
1: yeah thank you for the hundred or so people that were in our Top five, top That's one
0: right. top podcast. Jeez. So good, yeah, the number one listen to podcast. Yeah. And that, that means a lot to us. So um to thank you guys so much. Um I want to turn things back to fitness. I was exercising today. And part of my role here at Jets is to, you know, help with gym designs and equipment selection and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't often squat in front of a mirror. And Why is that, right? Well, I, I think it's just conditioning. Yeah, I've, I've always been taught to you know feel it, and you use a mirror as a bit of a reference card, But I've never there's a squat rack in the gym downstairs where the mirror is literally about a meter from you, so you can yep. see every inch of everything. You can't stop looking at yourself when you do it. Maybe that's just me. But then I was thinking, I would like your opinion. When do you use mirrors? How do you use mirrors in the gym? Is it just for curls in front of the squat rack, or or what?
1: Um, I'll use them whenever they're available. Like there is. There is options to do squats away from mirrors mm. and in mm-hmm. front of the mirrors where I'm squatting, but I always choose the mirrored, the mirrored ones because yeah. I like, you know, looking at myself.
0: Oh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm coming around to it. Yeah,
1: it's and I think I think it ha- it plays a lot into how your form is, and obviously you don't want to get distracted by it. No. But you're so conditioned to looking at mirrors, I don't mm. think it takes away from it
0: no it doesn't and it doesn't look too vain i, f- I find that my tech well, my technique today was awesome because i could see you know the knee caving in a bit the slight shift to the right i could pick out those those really petty things that not a lot of people pick out but because of the mirrors there i could use it a uh, word of warning though is if you're squatting and the mirrors to your left and it's not directly in front of you just cranking your neck with a bar across your back just oh yeah, yeah that's not good not not a good idea but um yeah i'm, w- I'm warming up to the mirrors that's for sure. So not not necessarily just a vanity thing, you know. It's just <clears throat> um, we do have a number of fitness questions today, but I also wanted to get your opinion on one more thing before we do. Okay. So I was not going to lie. We're we're going to bank a few podcasts over the next few weeks to to last our listeners, our loyal listeners, over Christmas. Yep. And I was scratching for some content, and I was looking on TikTok. TikTok is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so. I don't know. I think there's something so right and so wrong about it.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful and scary at the same time. It is. A beautiful duality. You know, you know it's, there's a darkness in there
0: that you're getting trapped into, but you're like, I'm going to go in there anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. And, um, and so obviously reaction videos are really popular at the moment. So these are videos of people commenting over other people's videos so they don't have to create their own content. Yeah. They use someone else's content. But today I saw something that I never thought I'd see. What?
1: Uh, is it what I think you uh, – yeah – Go on.
0: It was a reaction
1: video. Yep. Of a reaction video. Yes. Was it Was it
0: meaningly funny? Or no, you, mate, no. This guy was deadly serious. He, he was a PT commenting on the comments of another PT commenting on someone's video.
1: Oh, yep. And I've get into that. I've seen like you watch someone do a reaction video and then the person that's reacting it was reacting to the, the reactors. Yes. And you're like, what am I watching here currently? Uh-huh.
0: What sort of inception what is happening is in it? my reality? The
1: worst, the worst of the worst is the people that don't actually, they're reactors because you get that little face. You can do a green screen face on something. But yeah. they basically will just take their content and then put their face in and do like, we don't have video <laughs> for this episode, but they'll do a, a shocked face and they go, and they'll start <laughs> oh, they'll bro. start pointing up like going, wow, are you seeing what I'm seeing right now? <laughs> my face is here blocking the content, but uh, wow. And then they'll get like 200,000 likes and you're like, all, you, all your whole page is just you standing in front of the content going, oh, wow, yes. that's yes. crazy. And it happens so much <laughs> with
0: fitness content. And like even the stuff like where they, they're deliberately doing a silent video so there's music over it and they're showing bad technique. Like, oh, I really wish we had a video for this episode. Yeah. And they do these ones. oh, And then they do these ones. To that's say true. that's wrong, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Sorry, that's not. You no. need that input. You really need that input. Yeah. So I'm. I was. I was horribly confused. And if 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 the day comes where I see a reaction video of a reaction video of a reaction video, I think I'm just going to quit. So I think
1: video. uh, Bo Burnham's already done it. If you watch <laughs> his um Netflix special Inside, but as a joke, right? Is it the Inception thing he reacts to his react like he, he goes he goes about five layers deep, and it's. Hilarious.
0: That's good. I'm, I'm okay with that. Satire, I'm all right with. And just a w- word of warning as well. We sort of already touched on it. We are in a new studio today. We don't have...
1: It's a bit of a makeshift. <coughs> one, at the moment, we just tr- we need to get this content out. Do you? Yeah, There's that's right. moving studios and it's audio only. That's right. And we're throwing and a little Beautiful ears to listen new to it. New us.
0: environment and n- uh, new us. Yes.
1: And I don't actually know. It could be people... There might not be people... We don't actually know who actually watches it compared to listens to it anyway. Correct, yep. It could be the same for... Every episode. No one actually watches it. No one watches it, watches it at all. <laughs> We're just getting listens, but if the the video's like, there generally most of the time.
0: Hundred percent. If you're on Spotify or watch watch an episode, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. You can see our reaction. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into the questions. questions. <coughs> uh
1: question one. Can I train can training my legs help my help me
0: build my upper body? This is a cool question, right? Mm. Because typically in the gym, and this is a vast generalization here, don't hold me to this, but a lot of blokes will often skip leg day. Uh, and a lot of women will often skip upper body day mm-hmm. because their priorities are in the opposite of, of what they're what they're lifting. Um, but the thing is, the body works as one beautifully integrated system. We've talked about this at at nauseum. And so, from experience, from anecdote, um, I couldn't find much research on this, but I have a few theories which we'll go into. But from anecdote, training your entire body seems to make the entire body more anabolic. Meaning your upper body work will complement your lower body work. Your lower body work will complement your upper body work. Uh, that's that's just the way the body, wo- the, the body works. And so anecdotally, I think so, most of my programs are written in this way. And I think the reason is, particularly when it comes to the legs, is that the legs are the biggest muscle of the body. They take up the most space, right, in comparison to your bicep or what have you. Which means one thing, we can push more weight or pull more weight with them. So neurologically, our nervous system will have to work harder because we, we can lift more weight. Like the heaviest um, exercise most people will do is a deadlift. Yep. And that is, I think, technically a whole body exercise, but many people consider it a leg exercise. But because you can lift so much weight on that, the nervous system st- stimulus is so powerful that it affects the entire body. There's sort of this systemic, um, uh, systemic um, signal. And I swear as well on deadlift, if you want if you want a big seeker big thick back, deadlifts are the way to do that. But there's a two few theories out there. One is a hormonal theory. So if you do a big squat or a big deadlift or what have you, because you're using more muscles, you're gonna have more testosterone and or growth hormone release, which is which are considered your anabolic um your anabolic hormones, <coughs> which means if you're still recovering from upper body day yesterday or upper body exercises you're doing that day, it can complement them. So that theory is out there as well. There's also the theory of irradiation. So when you've got a barbell on your back, you know, you're not just using your legs. Your core is bracing like nothing else. If you're doing it right, you're attracting those shoulder blades and you're really hugging that bar to your, to your entire body with your upper body. And so it's not like the upper body does nothing. And there's still impact and still benefit from teaching your body how to brace with your upper body even though you're only doing a squat, Yep. if that sort of makes sense. Um. And so the hormone release we talked about before, it it, it it is temporary, but it is significant over time, and that's the whole thing with fitness. You know, one workout is one workout, but the most beneficial thing is you doing that one workout consistently yep. over time with, with variance. So can training your legs help build your upper body? I think absolutely, and I think everyone should be training the entire body.
1: Yeah, you think of it as like your base. Build your base, then your foundation will grow.
0: Not, not that, but yeah. No, your you, you're right though. Like I love Shout that. Shout out, Jason Geneva. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> good comment. But no, you're right though, because I mean, in our everyday life, our legs and our hips they drive most of our power and our movement. Mm. So, it behooves us to train that. Bring it back.
1: Bring behooves back. Yeah, baby. Question two: What's the best macro split for overall performance?
0: This is a this is a tricky question to answer because yep. it's going to be very different to to everyone. I mean, know our genetics play a big role here some people can seem, seem to tolerate higher carbohydrate diets better, some people seem to tolerate higher fat diets better. And so the best thing you can do is come with this with an open mind and understand it's going to be a bit of trial and error. That being said, a really easy place to start and this was taught to me by a nutritionist uh, uh, ages ago, um is to start with a 30-40-30 split of protein, carbs and fat. So by this I mean 30% of your calories come from protein, 40% from carbohydrates, and then 30% from fats. And so if you were eating a 2,000-calorie diet, which um, uh, a lot of governmental organisations in Australia you know recommend as a sort of a, a, a roundabout balanced diet for most, there would be 150 grams of protein a day, 67 grams of fat, and 200 grams of carbohydrates. So that seems like a pretty good base or a pretty good balance of everything to start. And from there, you can sort of dial a few things up or dial a few things down depending that being said um if you're training for endurance or you're doing a lot of volume your carbohydrates will probably be a bit higher particularly if you're doing high intensity work yep if you're doing a lot of HIIT work um you're going to be burning through carbohydrates replenish those glycogen stores by eating the carbohydrates and your body will recover a lot faster so that can even push up to 60 percent um of your total of calories coming from carbohydrates. I've seen endurance runners push up like towards eighty and eighty-five percent. Yep. Like particularly some of the um um the African runners. That's just how they're brought up and how their bodies have adapted. If you want to add mass as well as focusing on performance, you may need some more protein and or calories in general. Um aim for that two kilos uh, two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. And one word of warning from here as well. So we're talking about thirty thirty forty, thirty split. Um, don't always take calories away from fat. So wh- what I see is that people start to, to to titrate their calories and lower their calories, increase their calories, but they always either take them from carbs or fat. Remember, we need a, we need a certain amount of essential fatty acids for overall health so if you get to a point where you're eating like less than 50 grams of fat, I would probably, con- for myself, I'd definitely consider that far too low, particularly if it's coming from good fats, monounsaturated fats. Mm-hmm. So just be wary of that. Fats aren't the enemy. Carbs aren't the enemy. Protein isn't the enemy. Overall, calorie consumption is where we need to start. So 30-40-30 um, is a good place to start, but know your carbohydrates might need to ho- be a bit higher if you're doing high-intensity work. Great. Well, do- we should do a deeper
1: dive into that. Or, like, people yeah, that don't what. know exactly what they're on, kind of, at the moment. i tell you what, that's, that's a great... Split. That. We might do that in
0: 2024. That's a good yes. that. That's a good little episode.
1: Question three. Are abs really made in the kitchen?
0: <laughs> they're made by your mum and dad, Jacob. You like that one? Okay, that's
1: going a bit deep <coughs> there. <coughs> yes, <laughs> right
0: from the start. Um, abs are kind of made in the kitchen. Yep. So, I think of it as they're, they're revealed in the kitchen, but they're built in the gym and i'm so i'm lucky enough to have a six pack which 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 is great i've always wanted it I, I wanted it when i was younger but i never had it until maybe two or three years ago yep um i just wasn't built that way my core wasn't my, my my ta in particular wasn't that strong yep and it wasn't until i started training it properly that i started to see it yep and so a lot of the core stuff particularly on tiktok when i was doing my research for this episode a lot of the core stuff out there is pretty rubbish. Yeah. And so we need to we need to be training the, the midline just like we train any other muscle. Progressive overload with good technique and high force potential exercises. So by this I mean if you're doing an exercise for a core, a core exercise and you're doing 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 reps or whatever. Yep. For me that's like doing getting a, a one kilo dumbbell and doing partials of a bicep curl until it burns, until it's done. Which might build a bit of muscle to a point, but won't build a muscle won't build the muscle in the long term. So I go for exercises that really flex and extend the lumbar, the spine, of, of what the um what the abs do, or that portion of the abs do. Um and I make sure I do exercises that I can only do five to ten reps on. So I slow it right down, I work with control. I like to do a lot of hanging leg raise stuff, I love ab wheel rollouts, anything in a hollow position. Yep. Um, I think are really good. So
1: is there a time limit that you think you can work? Like, can you do six minute, the six minute things and you go, that's enough for abs for me today. And the rest is built in the kitchen. Or do you, do you like to just incorporate some heavy kind of core work into your workouts?
0: So let, let's take that. a
1: lot of people do. Yeah. Do what yeah. you said, where they just do the, the sit ups and the crunches and until it burns. Mm. But can you get that effect in a small time or do you dedicate like a longer session to doing core
0: workouts? Well, a so a short time yeah like j- just a, just as if you wanted to grow your shoulders yeah like you don't need to do an entire workout on shoulders you yep. can get away with doing one or two exercises three times a week i'd approach it in that way too but let's take a step back for a second and think about what the core does throughout the day it's always on yeah so it's i think full of what's called slow twitch muscle fibers two that can elicit a high mitochondrial density load <laughs> you're right Yep. <laughs> This new studio, mate, (laughs) it's out 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 to get you 100%. So, type one muscle fibers, higher mitochondrial density for endurance and stamina, which tells me that the midline is going to respond better to the opposite of that. Those fast twitch fibers, heavier loads, higher intensity. So, you don't need an entire workout done on abs. My approach is if you really want to get your abs strong and bigger at the start of every workout, let's just do let's say you do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday sort of situation, (coughs) just do four to six sets. Of a high yield, a high power yield exercise, and then see what happens. Because once you instigate it or power it up at the start of the workout, you're probably more likely to use it through the entire workout. But then there's sort of a catch twenty two. If you destroy your abs at the start of the workout, and then you've got back squats next, which require a lot of core stability, yep. you might be fatiguing your midline too much for that movement. So you kind of got to play it out a little bit and, and understand what sort of volume and intensity is right for you. But I would approach it like you approach any other muscle. Yeah, you, know, you don't need to do two hundred sets at the end, two hundred reps at the end of the, of the of the workout.
1: And you also don't need to rely. Like I think I went through a phase where I was solely under the influence of abs are made in the kitchen. I'm not even going to bother doing ab Mate, exercises. me too, because yep. I I think I'm trying to get back into doing more ab stuff because I'm like I actually need to do some stuff. Mm. But you, I put it off for a while, being like. It's not made in the gym. I don't need to do sit-ups and crunches. Mm. I just need to eat right. Mm-hmm. But you do need to do
0: both. Uh, I think if you do both, you're approaching it from yeah, to deep. But, uh, but back to the question, if you want to see him more, oh, yeah. Yeah, d- dial, dial up the nutrition a bit and get that fat shedding off those washboard abs.
1: Okay. Question four. I usually do bench dips on my push day. Should I be doing them on dip bars instead? This is a good question. This is almost a question for me.
0: Yeah. The the kettle push down is a much better exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm about to break your heart. So there there are a number of exercises that I don't often program. Yeah. One of them is combination exercises. So something like a a lunge and a curl or, you know, a lateral raise and a curl. Just because I think you're trying to do... You're trying to use the same weight for two movements that probably need two different weights, and then you then you factor in fatigue on both. So you're not really training fully one or the other. Yeah. So I don't often do, unless it's for conditioning work, like you might see some sort of hang power cleans, which are essentially a curl and a press for most beginners. If you're doing conditioning work like that, you'll see a bit of stuff, a bit of combination work, but otherwise. Another one I don't program is tricep kickbacks. I think you're in a, it, it's, I no. think it's a quite a rubbish movement for your triceps anyway. At least with a dumbbell. Oh, yeah. Cables are a bit better. Cables are a bit better. Yeah, you're right. Cables are a bit better, particularly if they're set at the right angle. Yeah. But the, the dumbbell, you know, most people can't hold retraction in that position. Oh,
1: right. I, I can't even do it. Like, I don't know why people try with the dumbbells. Yeah. I can't even
0: do it right. Yeah, no. Don't waste your time. There are far, many better, far better things. Front raises. I don't program often. Only because your your front delts will get activated in any horizontal and most vertical presses that you do. The, the front Most people are really tight in their front delts anyway, so they're just making that even worse. So I don't often do front raises. And the other one is bench dips. Going back to the question. For the same reason I don't do tricep kickbacks. Most people can't hold retraction in that position and thus they can't execute the exercise in the right position. So you'll see them, their butt will be away from the bench, their shoulders will be rounded, their elbows will be flared out. It's just a really awkward Mm. position. If you do anything for enough reps, you'll feel a burn, and you'll think you're doing something right, but in this instance, I don't think it is. So my recommendation is always to try and go for the, the, the parallel bars or the conventional dip bars, but a good place to start is if you've got two plyo boxes and you push them, put them on their end, Put them apart. You you stand in between them. Put your hand on one. Put your hand on the other, and then you can keep your feet on the floor and practice your dip position from that position. We might do a video on this. Okay, later yeah, there. I'm
1: trying to imagine it. So it's a
0: good it's a good it's a good starting point for beginners to understand the bracing structure of that position, and then work your way to the to the normal parallel bars. But I think dips in general on those conventional dip bars are underrated. I've heard them. I've heard them being called the squat for the upper body, and I think it's. I think it's. It's pretty close because you can push it. You can pull a lot of weight on it, if mm-hmm. you, particularly if you work up the way to weighted dips. You can get a really deep range of motion. You can change your de- your, your chest position. You know, if you're leaning over more, you're going to hit the front of your chest a bit more. If you're a bit more upright, your traps and your shoulders and triceps are going to get a bit more of a whack. But I think it's a completely underrated exercise. I'd love to see um I'd love to see more of it out there. So um I suppose the 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 answer to this question is try and go to the to the parallel bars if you can yep um but understand you might need to regress the movement you know use a band put your knees in a band when you're trying to do a dip just to get the feel of it and the position of it right but i think it's far superior uh than bench dips yes i feel
1: good because i do not do any of those
0: exercises which is good Um, well done It's a gold star for you gold star for me all right mate that's the first episode in our semi-new uh semi-new studio and uh, we'll hope to have you back to regular programming with our beautiful faces (laughs) next week. That's right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. If you are new, as as I mentioned, make sure you do follow, make sure you do share, make sure you do follow us on all the social medias. We're at Jets Australia, T -T S on all the social pipes. Jacob? Just keep being in personal best. Yeah. Bye. See ya.